Hello and welcome back to the Whiskey Tingo Foxtrot Podcast. This is your host, James Ford, and this is the eighth episode. And today what I have with me Sam. And Sam, I came across through social media when I was reaching out to people, like for people that were inspiring, who other people thought. And that's how I came across you, is a lot of people reached out to me and said, hey, you should interview this guy. He's a great guy. He does a lot of stuff for the community. Um, he has a couple... Uh, uh, Stuff that he runs, there's one that's called St. Kicks of Southern Illinois. There's another one called the Hairless Hairless Ape uh, Inc. And then um, you were 11 Bravo. So why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself, Sam? Uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you serve? Uh, I am a Southern Illinois boy, uh, born, born and bred. So... Uh, uh, I joined the army at 17. <laughs> My mom had to sign for me. I had a, an 11 x-ray contract. Um, got through, uh, basic AIT airborne school, uh, ripped. And then when I was at regiment, I also stayed at regiment cause I was a dumbass and told them I knew how to type when they asked like an idiot. I told the truth. Um, <laughs> And uh, that, that, that's a that's a theme that's through my life, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and uh, had uh, some poor supervision, I guess, uh, in my off time uh, when I was barely eighteen, yeah. and uh, got busted on a health and welfare inspection with a whole bunch of stuff you're not supposed to have. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, shortly thereafter, I was in the 82nd, 3504, uh, <laughs> Bravo Company. Uh, did a couple, did a, a deployment to uh, Saudi uh, Garden Patriot missiles. Uh, oh wow! Was there for about yeah, it was almost yes, it was it was horrible. Uh, it was actually really easy. It was super cool. We had uh, good chow halls and stuff like that. That was my first exposure to. Um, um, females in brown t-shirts though because I had been you know Lem Bravo and, and airborne units and stuff like that so I never been around any females that were in the military that was a whole it was a rude awakening <laughs> yeah. to say the least uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we, just, we, were, we were guards for uh, an air defense artillery uh, unit over there and uh at Kobar and Dahran both, and then uh, came back, did a deployment to Sinai, and then shortly thereafter, I re-enlisted and went to Italy, and I was in Italy for a year, uh, and then I got out and came back home to Southern Illinois, um, did a whole semester of college, whether I needed it or not, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I... Then I uh, Went and uh, got myself in law enforcement, and I've been there ever since. Uh, and I've got 20, been doing that for 22 years now, I guess, 23, 22, 23, I can't remember which. Yeah. But uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the long and the short of it. Uh, along the way, I became a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, had some uh, amateur MMA fights, 
uh, started the school, got married and divorced about four times. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, school, that's, school that's, is... That's the broad spectrum. That's, that's, that's the carpet bomb. Uh, <laughs> school <laughs> is, is uh, another animal. It's completely different from any to anything like... You know, the military does not prepare you for college. <laughs> and oh, it, no, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. And it's like trying to push, trying to push through that. You know, I could see why the majority of us uh, veterans, you know, some of us, we don't even, we don't even go to regular college. We go to like trade schools or, you know, we, you know, become a police officer or like we start making knives. We start working in gun shops or start doing this because it's. You know, it's a physical work, and it's a it's a quick it's a quick reward in a short in a short amount of time. You get a lot of personal satisfaction, you know, really fast from doing it. Right. Yeah. And it's the last thing I wanted to do is wait another four years or whatever. To I mean, in hindsight, I should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I used to have a I used to have a t shirt I wore to the gym that said I should have followed my heart and just been a hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> that's great yeah it's kind of funny on me i mean i don't know i've seen some big ass hairdressers though so but uh you know yeah it was uh yeah, college was uh and and since then you know i'm i'm 44 now um but i've accumulated again the military military didn't prep me for this because i have since accumulated like 110 credit hours no degree None. You know why? Because I took what I wanted to take. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, uh, I think you should take this. Nah, counselor, I'm gonna do this because that's what I want to do. You know, good, good, I, you know, good idea, bad judgment. Um, but yeah, it was when I'm though I wasn't I wasn't ready. I was you know what 23 and had five years in the military under my belt. I'm going to college with a bunch of smoking hot 18 year old girls that can't buy beer. that think my tattoos are cool. I don't oh yeah. 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 That's the, the that's always the, the story. <laughs> yeah. That, that's always the story. Yeah. Half of them. It's like half, half of the, half of the problems just, just resolve, revolve around that right there. You don't right, got to say no yeah. more. It's just beer, Absolutely. beer and beer and women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, my, my buddies and I used to say, you know, if you could, dude, if you could, if you could swear off women for like a year, think of all the shit you could get done. Oh, I know, no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've yet to do it. <laughs> there, there's a few. There's a few that are far and far in, in between that 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 can pull off. You know, that can actually like somehow when when they they. When you two meet, it's like weird. They not, somehow know how to manage you. You know, it's like what the what the heck? Right. How did this happen? All of a sudden, we're dating for like two years. You know, I don't even remember the first day. But don't tell them that. You don't ever say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about. Yeah, most of the time it just seems like ever. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about uh, your the Saint Kicks of Southern Illinois. What what is that about? What does it do? When did you start it? Um, okay, so so Saint Kicks has been around for about uh, we're going into our fourth season or our fourth year. Mm-hmm. 
it is a it's a charity that um, we collect new name brand shoes uh, and then we give them to we work with at-risk counselors at local schools and we get get shoes to kids that need them uh, and uh, I say it's a charity we're, we're it's just uh, I mean it, it's a word we're not a 501 3c 3po whatever yeah. uh, it's really just two people uh, myself and my business partner Alex um, we run it we get the shoes where they need to go we go pick up shoes we have a, a bunch of really awesome businesses that are drop-off points for us uh, we've had a lot of really great luck with uh, especially this last year with uh, a couple of news channels, uh, a couple of papers, uh, a radio station or two, mm-hmm. uh, playing all our stuff. But we collect shoes from right after Veterans Day to like the first week of January. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, like I said, then we divvy them up and, and uh, we give them out to different schools. The first year we had three schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second year we added three more. And this past year, we've added three more. So we have a worth in three in three years. We're at a total of nine schools. Yeah. Um, and we've just it's just been we've been we've been super lucky. Uh, been able to uh, get the message out. And basically, it's just it's all really been you know, the biggest thing we've had. We've had you know we've had, we've had some media this last year, uh, but it's all been just word of mouth and and just. You know, just people doing the right thing, man. Uh, and and being able to also get in front of people and talk at like uh, you know chamber meetings or uh, Rotary Club meetings and stuff like that. And uh, I would I would my well my my big my biggest uh, advice to anybody that's want to do this or even even with their with their small business or whatever connecting with people like for real. Yeah. Like not in cyberspace, not through email, not through some bullshit app. Connecting with people and letting them see how you really feel about something, letting them see you get fired up, letting you see, let them see you get emotional about what it is you're doing, is that's where that's where you win people over. That's where you get people to understand what you're about and who you are and why they want to support you. Exactly. Um, and you know, and because it's because it's so rare yeah. in in today's society, it, you know, standing up for yourself, standing up for what you believe in, being passionate about something, it, you know, there's not not a lot of that. You know, it's it's you know, everybody of mine said, you know, common sense is so goddamn rare; it's it's almost a superpower. And it's, it's this kind of thing is is the same is in the same vein. Uh, you know, being passionate and being compassionate yeah. uh, are, are things that are, are not necessarily uh, commonplace anymore. And we started uh, we started St. Kicks uh, because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, three three Halloweens ago, I guess it was. So it would have been Halloween of 2016. Yeah, uh, 16, 17, no. 18, 16 or 18, or 16 or 17, I can't remember which. Um, I have a, I have a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school 
uh, called Arsenal Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's located in Denton, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and I had I had been at that location in that town for about three years. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I just thought, you know, I was like, man, I need to do some stuff in the community. You know, I've got I've got a full time job. I, I've got a bunch of other stuff. I'm still I'm still training. I'm still doing stuff for myself. Uh, but I'm like, man, I got to make some time and and get in the community more. Yeah. And uh, so we decided to do uh, the trunk or treat that Halloween uh, up on the square. Mm. And uh, basically, it was it, you, you ran it was ran through the through the chamber of commerce and, and and or the Rotary Club. I can't remember which, but you basically got a couple of parking spaces around the town square, which is. You know, Ben is, is our county seat, so it's got the courthouse and all that. Yeah. And we uh, we handed out candy. And I think we were the only people handing out candy <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we saw every single kid there. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, we came with uh, about $600 worth of candy, and I think we ended up six or 800 bucks worth of candy and we went back to walmart twice and spent another 600 dollars on on candy yeah uh in less than two hours um but it was freezing cold they had a bunch they had a bunch of things lined up for that day and it all got canceled yeah the only thing that canceled was the trunk or treat and i think a lot of places maybe didn't even show up so this is a this is your average small town Illinois city square and we've got we're in one corner we've got kids lined up down to the other corner so two city blocks that's awesome over so um so we got to see a bunch of them and you know I have I have kids that come to my class that I teach but I don't have kids so I'm not I don't get to see this very much yeah and what I saw was a bunch of kids that didn't have shit yeah you know it was and their parents didn't have much and their parents they're outside in walmart plastic costumes with no coat or in flip-flops yeah i mean it's just it just got to me you know and i talked to i talked to my partner uh, my business partner alex i talked to uh several other people but man i was just like it just i felt sick like just like nauseous about it it's just like it's just uh hopeless you know kind of feeling you ever you ever watch the movie leaving las vegas oh yeah, Nick yeah Cage? That. oh my god horrible movie watch that <laughs> yeah. at the end, that's the kind of how i felt after trunk or treat <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean I, I know what you mean because like man whenever i see someone like he, 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 it's not even like that same aspect but it's like the similar feeling it's like when I see someone just being a piece of shit with their life, not getting their shit together, I'll just be like, man, this is this is the kind of shit that I fought for. You know, this is like I, I fought for this country for for shit like this to happen. Like, you know, I, like I can't, I'm in shock. I'm in shock that people are living like this, doing this, committing this crime, cheating this person out of something, lying, being a snob, just being a real piece of shit. And it's like. And I feel bad because it's like, man, you got one side, it's like people can't help it. And then you got the other side where it's like, it's just their behavior. If they just change their behavior, their whole life would change. And, and if you, and if you look at, 
any place that you were in the course of your service and any place that you're at seeing that those people don't have any fucking problems really yeah they're not wearing they're not wearing water bottle shoes they're not they're not worried about their mom or their sister getting raped because they're the wrong fucking tribe and they're going out to get firewood or water in the morning so that's, we don't have problems in america so, so we don't that's not real fucking problems i i remember reading oh man do you do you have you ever heard of Sebastian Junger, young I can't yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I remember listening to something. I don't remember if it was on YouTube. I don't remember where I where I heard it, but I, I, everything sticks with me that I hear that it, that really touches me. I'll I'll carry it for the rest of my life, just because I I use it. I use it to like push myself. I use it to drive other people. But the one thing that you know you speaking this to me, one thing I remember from him is what he said is in third world countries. You know, the depression in those countries was a lot lower over there than it was in the United States, and it was because of our, the way our our culture, our and our and our we we're not a community. No one really works together to live. Whereas, like right. in these third world countries where they don't have much of anything, they all work together to live. They function together. They do things together. They're happy. Because they're all surviving. Whereas here, it's like everyone just goes to their house and no one, no one works together to live. And it's just like everyone gets abandoned. Right. Well, they don't, those, those other countries that they don't, their culture is more based around relationships and. Like what you were talking about. And parents each other than it is about things. We are fucking things obsessed. Yeah. Um, that and that and I mean, people, social media people, being fake. There's people, absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. Like doing whatever it takes to get the heart punch or get the get the thumbs up. Yeah. You know, there's people in Africa that died today from lion attack. You know, somebody in Africa died today from a lion. Yeah. We don't we don't have that shit going on here. No, we don't. You know, have we that. have it. We we have we have poor people that are that are morbidly obese. Yeah. You know, how, how does that work? Yeah, I don't get it because you know the, they're poor. How are they buying enough food to be obese? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I think there's, I think there's a lot less depression in those countries too because they aren't, they haven't been made soft by all the luxuries. They haven't been made soft by media telling them. They haven't been made soft by um, these made-up problems. You know, there's. I would venture to guess, I don't know for a fact, I would venture to guess in most second and third world countries um, that there's a lot less feeling of I'm oppressed because of this, that, or the other thing like there is here because if they are oppressed, it's it's for real. Yeah. Uh, but probably a, you know, a warlord or a... <laughs> or a uh, um, dictator of some sort and even when they are they still have to live they don't get to wallow in it and feel fucking sorry for themselves like yeah. Americans do it's just it's just sad man you yeah, know they don't have any time uh, to wallow in it they have to continue living otherwise they're gonna die but yeah if they sit down they they die if they stop working for you know for for one minute towards their goal of eating for that day or getting stuff done or, or gathering the firewood or drawing the water 
you know, they're, they're not going to make it. It's not just them that's not going to make it. It's going to be part, it's going to be a, a good majority of their family because they are so inter- interconnected and entwined in their, in their own communities. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, so back to, back to St. Kitts, you know, it was, that's why, you know, that's, that's how that got started. I just saw all this just poverty and, and for lack of a better word, despair. Yeah. And, uh, and we started, you know, kind of kicking around ideas. You know, you know, the Marines got toys for tots covered up. Um, there's all there's already some places that do like coats and stuff like that. And that's when we came up with shoes. Yeah. Um, and we we wanted to make it to where um, they were name brand shoes because kids uh, are dicks sometimes. No, they make fun of you know, each other. I, uh, I had, you know, I had a single mom, uh, most of my, most of my life as a kid. And, you know, I, I know what it's like to get made fun of because you wear cheap shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know how mean other kids can be when you don't have like name brand shit. So yeah, as a kid, you don't, we don't really think about like, you know, we all, we all made fun of each other. You know, we all did it. We pretty much just hazed each other as kids. And it's like, we really didn't think right. about how that affected everyone, but at the end of the day, it, it does. Some of the some of the kids, it really affects it them. Some of it does, and there's and you know it's like, uh, well, yeah, I, I got I got kind of bullied, and I never got my ass beat too bad, but I mean, I'm also a five foot ten, two hundred twenty five Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt now that the devil's in powerlifting, and there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, you know that 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 early that early whatever that I got, you know, it spurred me to either, you know, I could have went, you know, you could go another way with it. You could, you could completely be meek and go back in, go back in a shell and, and hide. But, you know, I was like, man, fuck that. That's not what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to get some goddamn meanness to tough that nobody's going to be able to do that shit to me again. Yeah. Uh, except somebody that's bigger, meaner and tougher. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're always out there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word of wise. <laughs> but, you know, it's a uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, you know, kids, kids <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, kids, kids can be so can be so rough on each other, um, but that's that's why we decided for shoes, and we, we decided, you know, we, we asked people to you know to make sure that they're new. Like I've been I've been on the news. I'm like, you know, uh, they're like, okay, Sam, well, what do you need? Well, I, you know, I don't want your mowing shoes. Okay, don't don't give me your mowing shoes. That's not what I want. You know, I want you to go out. I want you to go with your family. I want you to buy it. I want your kids to help you pick out a pair of shoes for somebody else, something that they think was cool. Uh, and I want you to do it with you. I don't, I want you to do it with your kids. Or I want you to do it with your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, and know that you're making a difference. That pair of shoes is it that you're going to change their shit for, you know, at least six months while they're wearing those things. And yeah. that's important, you know, um, and just doing shit to, for other people makes you feel good, you know, and yeah. it just does. And it sounds, it sounds so stupid and it sounds so, you know, it sounds so meme or it sounds so, you know, motivational, uh, dodo movie on Facebook, but it's the truth. If yeah. you do shit for somebody else, it's going to make you feel good. Yeah. And dude, that's, I don't know about you, but, Dude, daily life sometimes kicks my ass. I like having something that can make me feel good. You yeah. know, daily life sucks sometimes. You know, whether it's the monotony of it or bullshit people that you just can't, you know, 
smoke in the face when they need it or you know you're worried about you know your career or your retirement and you got to behave you know it's it's nice to be able to you know to do something good for somebody else and uh with with nothing for nothing more than it making you feel good yeah you know so we've had we've had people that like they'll get the shoes and they'll put you know they put little cards in there my partner's daughter uh jenny Mm -hmm. (coughs) she she made out like on her own, like one, I think it was the first year we did it. Yeah. Or first or second, she made like, she made like a hundred little construction paper cards and put them in a hundred different pairs of shoes. Yeah. Just, Hey, you know, we're thinking about you. Merry Christmas. You know, you mean something. Yeah. So you hear that Adidas and and Under Armour, y'all got to start donating your shoes. I was like, you hear that Adidas and Under Armour, y'all got to start donating your shoes. There's kids out there that would like your shoes. You need to step up your game. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, That's amazing because it's like you know. You know I, I, I like. I, I'm hoping to maybe do the the 501 uh, C3, but we're just so small right now that I don't know. And everything like every operating cost comes out of our pockets personally. Oh yeah. And yeah. The other thing is, um, the other thing is, it's like, and this is this is important from that I tell everybody: we don't take money. We don't yeah. take cash. So we don't, because I imagine people will like, with, you know, well, if you think about like, if you hear about the stuff like with, like with whatever the Wounded Warrior Foundation and stuff, they're, you know, maybe misappropriation of stuff and how pennies on the dollar gets to the vet. That makes me sick, man. Yeah. I don't ever want anybody to think that anything I'm running is anything but above board. So <laughs> I can't donate 70% of a pair of shoes, I got to donate the whole pair. Yeah. Uh, there's no way. There's no way for it to even come into question because I don't take cash. I don't take money. I don't take debit. I don't take anything. I want you Do you just to tell those people? Do you just tell those people? Because you care enough to do so. Okay. I want you to give them to me and let me give them to the kid that needs them. So if you're going to donate to St. Kicks of Southern Illinois, you need to go out and buy the shoes and then donate the shoes. Absolutely. And I've had, I've had vet, vet buddies of mine, you know, they just, they get on, uh, they get on Zappos and, you know, at any time you're, almost any time you're ordering anything online, you know, is the shipping address the same as delivery address Yeah. Uh, or same as the uh, billing address. They mark no, they put my address down and you know, three days later I got, you know, I got three new pair of uh, <coughs> Vans or uh, Converse All-Stars ready to go to some kid that needs them. Yeah. And, uh, that's something that's that's been really cool is like I've got I've, I've got veteran brothers out there that you know that are in Texas or in California they don't ever let me down they're always they're always sending me a couple two or three pairs of shoes that's awesome um, my my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu brothers and sisters across the country they they send me shoes uh, yeah, what, it's, what's it's the been, what's the most common shoe size that you see that's in need There really isn't one. There really isn't one. There, I mean, um, like we, and this this year we actually specify, you know, like hey, we need some bigger sizes because there's some big ass high school kids. Yeah, you I know? imagine. But we 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 cover we cover everything. You know, we work with head starts all the way up to seniors in high school. So oh, that's amazing. Whatever 
whatever anybody wants to get. You know, they can they can take they can take 60, 70, 80 bucks. They can get one pair of shoes, or they can get two or three pair of shoes for the for the littler ones. We will, I promise you, we'll find them a home. That's uh, awesome. But we, uh, yeah, we we work with we work with, like I said, everything from, you know, head starts, which is like basically like pre K, yeah. and those kids have siblings too. So even if we, you know, we, I mean, sometimes we get baby shoes and stuff like that, but they always go to somebody that needs them. And we never, we never, you know, we're never sitting on shoes like, man, I wish I could find a kid that needs these. You know, we always, we always get them to where they need to go. And there's, there's just such a big need. Yeah. Uh, especially in our area that, you know, we, we can, we can use whatever anybody will get us. Yeah. So moving on, um, you have another company called uh, the Hairless Ape, and I, I, I read the website. I got it up. I, I, I really like some of the stuff that you, you have written on the website. So, you know, it says on here, we want to engage and start a conversation and make people uncomfortable. I love that. Make them think and question. Love that, too. And then provide a roadmap and some tools for those truly ready to step up and find who they are meant to be. And then... I just love love everything about that. And then moving on from that, it's like, you know, you also say it's it's a way of looking. You know, what is the hairless ape? It's basically you're you're telling it what it's about. It's like, it's a way of looking at the world, a way of seeing failure as an opportunity to improve your past, to to improve uh, past our, our one time best, seeing hardship and tragedy and lessons taught in pain. Anyways. I just loved everything about this, and originally, you know, the the podcast was just going to be about about you and St. Kicks. But when I found this, I was intrigued, you know, because this this is this sounds amazing to me too. So, what else is it? What what is this? What do you do here? Um, uh, the hairless the conspiracy started um, in earnest probably right after I got out of the service. Yeah. Um, and I just started kind of writing stuff. Um, actually, I started writing. I, I got uh, in, a, in a parachute accident when I was deployed to Saudi. We were doing a, a jump exchange with Saudi SF to get Saudi jump wings. Nobody in the world besides Saudi nationals had jump, those, those jump wings at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like one of the selling points for the mission because like, it was just one company of us. So they <clears throat> basically recruited from other companies because they had a bunch of guys that didn't want to go there. They were, you know, they're at ETS or whatever. So they pushed this jump back, pushed it back, pushed it back. Finally it went. And we had like, the winds were ridiculous. Um, the drop zone was out in the middle of nowhere. As you, that sounds um, typical of, of military. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it, if it was, if it was a hard, Way to do it. We did it twice. Yeah. That had us hard. Um, but, uh, and they probably did it I on purpose, too. What's that? They probably did that on purpose, too. <laughs> well, no, yeah. The, 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 the Saudis were, were, being, were being assholes because you know, they agreed to it, you know, early on. And then they're, they're, they're trying to backpedal and just make it so inconvenient that we just be like, you know, throw our hands up and be like, ah, screw it. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't. We kept going with it. Um, <clears throat> so there were supposed to be 
two different chalks. Um, I was on the first chalk, and I was one of, I think, six guys that got medevaced. Um, but I basically got power bombed um, and then drugged for like two or three hundred meters. Thank Christ, I had a, uh, yeah, the, the bill of my Kevlar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was 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 there uh, to stop my face from getting sanded off. Um, but uh, I ended up. I woke up one time. My my captain, who looked like uh, David Letterman on steroids, <laughs> was flinging a crew chief around because they had me in a they had me in a kid in a in a half backboard, you know. Yeah. Um, he set me up, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, spinal injury, maybe. Eh, we'll just go and put him on his, his ass, strap him in like a seatbelt, and he's. <laughs> Captain Rita Boo jumped in, and that's. I woke up as his feet hit the deck of this fucking sea stallion, and you know I remember him motherfucking this guy and swinging around by his fucking chin strap. <laughs> like it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't ever think I've loved a man in in that way ever before. Uh, but uh, and then the next thing I knew, I woke up like like eight days later. They put me in a coma. I had a bunch of really really jacked up brain swelling and and shit like that and that's why you know i always you know i joked you know i was i was tbi before tbi was cool you know it was, <laughs> that was like <laughs> that's a good one five, you know uh but uh but i had a lot of uh had a like a lot of memory type shit going on that was really only i had my, my hand was under me when i got drugged so i it was skinned like <laughs> like Freddy Krueger style. So uh, I had to let the skin grow back on that and then kind of figure out how to use my hand again. But um, I had a lot of like um, memory issues and like it was just like stuff that made sense before didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this, this is, this is not common, you know, at the time, you know, they're not, there wasn't a global war on terror where guys are getting their bell rung like every five minutes with IEDs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see any specialists. You know, I had a couple of cats guys like, whoa, that's a, that's rough, man. Your <laughs> MRI, or you they had MRIs done. And they're like, that all that blood will probably go back to where it needs to go. Uh, <laughs> Here's some water. I had, I had a, I had, yeah, I had, I had a PA that I was seeing for my hand. Yeah, uh, he was a he was a former uh, 18 Delta, hmm. uh, super cool guy, big. I mean, he looked like the guy off of Monopoly. Um, but he was like, I was telling him about, it. I was like, and my my hands all right, Doc. I just fucking I keep fucking shit up. I can't remember anything. And he's like, he's start writing. I want you to start writing. Um, he's I want you to start writing about the oldest memory you can remember. And then I want you to write about what you did yesterday. Yeah. And I want you to do that. He's like, get you, get a journal. And I want you to start doing that every day. And can't, don't be, it can't be the same memory. Write about the oldest memory you had. And then write about what you did yesterday. And I did that. I did that for months. Uh, and that's kind of when I started, when I kind of started writing also. And, um, <clears throat> and I was one of those people that like, you know, I had this happen to me, and you know, a couple months later, six months later, you guys are like, 
damn, Burns, you're different. You're fucking, what the fuck's the matter with you, you know? That's when I started getting called, you know, wild man and, you know, shit like that. And I was all, I thought I was always kind of a little out there, but I definitely, uh, I guess, embraced it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, my, my, my attitude changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I don't necessarily think for the bad. Um, you know, I, I think maybe, uh, you know, my therapist might say different. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but wait, what does she know? Yeah. She bitch. No. <laughs> Got that dark humor. The dark humor coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always got to be careful, you but, know, when uh, my, when mine slips out in public, I'll be like, oops, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, sorry. <laughs> Get back in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it was like, uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know, a start over for me. Yeah. Uh, and it felt, and, 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 and I didn't, I didn't necessarily mind it. I, I, I felt like I benefited, uh, from that. And I've always, you know, since then been pretty balls out as far as pretty much everything yeah. uh, and, and to my and, and sometimes to my you know, sometimes to my benefit sometimes to my detriment um but that's when i kind of started that's that's when i started writing and then when i got out and uh i got uh into law enforcement and stuff i was really <clears throat> really hoping the camaraderie was going to be there um like i had in the army uh, and, it, and it was not, and I, I really felt, just felt shitty about it. And then, you know, uh, 9-11 happened and I was at fucking home. Yeah. Um, and married and I just felt like, you know, what the fuck, you know, I, I shouldn't fucking be here. I need to be over there doing shit. And, yeah. Um, so that's when I, that's when I started writing. Yeah. I, I wrote started off with like poetry and I got a couple of decent ones. Uh, I got some really, really bad ones too. Um, but I started kind of just writing about like how I felt and stuff like that. And then I found jujitsu, um, when I was about 28, I guess. Uh, and I started doing some MMA and yeah, I kind of rode with that through many marriages and other relationships and I kind of came back to the writing about, you know, 2016-ish, I guess, Mm -hmm. about four or five five years ago, maybe 15, maybe 16. Mm -hmm. And uh, at first I started writing about, like, stuff with jiu-jitsu, and then I started kind of broadening the scope about, like, you know, kind of like, you know, manhood, masculinity, um standing up for shit, mm-hmm. you know, what it, what it means to, to care about stuff and, and how, you know, I, I think, I think a big problem with, you know, when we were talking about, you know, what's wrong with kids and stuff, they don't, I don't think they understand what being a, you know, especially the young, the, the boys don't understand what being a man's about, you know, they got a, they got a fucked up way of looking at that. Yeah. And, you know, being a man doesn't mean you're going to cry. It doesn't mean, you know, and, and, you know, and I get the whole, you know, exactly, you know, zero, zero fucks given, you know, you know, hashtag and, you know, you know, Zulu Foxtrot, you know, I, I get all that. 
Um, but in reality, dude, I get thousands of fucks. Yeah. You know, you know, I had a, you know, it, that, you know I, I don't, I don't care for a lot of it, but for, for some of it, I care for a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do that too, man. And, and I get like, that's, that's one issue with me where I'd be like, you know, when I, I'll know if I feel like I've, I've done someone wrong and, I, and like, I don't, a lot of, that was, that was the issue I was kind of dealing with, you know, over the past couple of months. It was just like, you know, cause the way I see it, you know, if I know, or if I think I might've done something wrong, I immediately like reach out to the person once I'm, once I realize it and I'll be like, man, I'm sorry, I got to own up to this, you know, and apologize. And right. yeah. And then this other person wasn't doing it. And I was just like, what the heck? You can't even like be honest with yourself yeah. or with the people in your life. And it was just like, you know, yeah, I totally, I totally feel you on that. But yeah, it was, so that's, I mean, I kind of started, I started writing and, and, uh, my, my partner, uh, Alex, she came on about kind of the same time and started helping me with my school, like getting my, you know, doing my SEO stuff and mm-hmm. uh, show me how to, you know, curate a web page and how to use social media to where, uh, you know, it could benefit me and not just use for bitching. Uh, and, uh, and I let her read, I let her read some of the stuff I've written. She's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta get this out there. And and I'm like, you know, so I was kind of like, you know, how do I, how, why, who wants to read this shit and why? And, and, uh, I, one of, uh, you know, I've had, uh, when I was in, the 82nd, you know, we had uh, uh, platoon comms, and my my call sign was was Monkey Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to hear this when you're and, <laughs> So, you know, and uh, mine was Monkey I Fucker. Also, like, what's that? So I think mine was Monkey Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you old motherfuckers, get out! 
<laughs> you can hear that arthritis two miles away. <laughs> right. But I've got, but, uh, you know, I've got, I've, but I, then again, I have, uh, I got a kid that I adopted. Uh, he was, he's a son of a, a buddy of mine that I work with who, uh, he, he passed away right after he retired. Like within a year of his retirement, he passed away. Oh man. And, uh, his son was, he had a year and a half left before he was going in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his mom, find, like his dad, wanted him to train with me at my school, yeah. and she wouldn't let it happen. Uh, and then finally, after his dad passed away, um, she let him come to the school. And I, I only met him at his at his father's uh, uh, ceremony. You know, uh, I'd never met him before because she always kept him from you know being around, basically. And. Uh, but I, I kind of took him under my wing, and uh, we—he's in the Marine Corps now. He's a—he's uh, a Marsat Marine. He's a Raider. Uh, and he just got done, like this weekend or this Friday, I guess, was his uh, last jump or last jump week uh, of Halo School. So. Oh, that's awesome. He's a—he's uh, a fucking stud, man. That's awesome. Uh, he's a good kid, and he's got—he's he, got a fucking head on his shoulders. I mean, he's not like your typical 20-year-old fucking retard. He's really, really bright. Um, and he's, uh, he's got a lot of dad in him. Yeah. I mean, I'm 35. I'm still kind of retarded, but... I know there's... Like malaria too. <laughs> I, know, I know there's 30-year-olds that exist out there that are retarded. <laughs> I'm probably part of that but population. Yeah, that I get to, you know, I get to kind of help, you know, he kind of calls me for advice and to, you know, and, uh, you know, keep me posted on what he's doing and I'm, I'm just so proud of him, but, uh, but yeah, hairless, hairless eight just kind of, just kind of came about, you know, and I think, I think it needed to be, I think it needed to be this long, you know what I'm saying? I think it, I think I had to be, you know, 40. Yeah for it to work, you know what I mean? For me to get my mind around what I was even thinking about or, Oh, there's some people out or, there that, that just, oh, man, I see, I say, I've called a couple people out on social media like this all the time. Cause I, I think it's rude. I think it's immature. And they're like, they're like my age, they're adults. And I'm just like, and I, I know what they're doing, you know, it's, they're, uh, and it's like you know whereas like you you're doing it and it's like it's just building up on its own because you're being real and personal and building connections with people whereas like I see other people running businesses or starting up stuff that looks great and then but they'll be like the way that they're building follow or you know their connections and stuff like that is just it's stupid they'd be like sitting there they're sitting there and I see it all the time they follow like hundred thousand people and then all of a sudden they unfollow all of them and i'm like you have right, that much right, time yeah. to sit on your phone and do that you could be out there building a real connection with people and building a real business and showing you know that you actually you know you mean something rather than you know it's for everyone else and it's nothing about you and it's just you know you have more humility right. and you're more more of a humble person doing it yeah i see that all the time that's just, I, 
I've called a couple it's, of them. It's up. so you know, and and, and, I, and, I, and there's 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 some guys that are that you know there's some 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 of the, some of the dudes that are doing it. You know, you know I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Ranger Up. I'm a I'm a huge fan of you oh, know they, those built up like uh, naturally though. <laughs> of Article 15. Yeah. You know, uh, or I guess that's Black Rifle Coffee now. I guess I guess they kind of swallowed them up, but. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge fan of, of both of those yeah, you know, so that own businesses. I think they they kick ass. Um, they they just kind of started but, off you know, on their own. What's that? They started off on their own. It was their it was their social media content that that blew them up. Oh, oh, yeah, hilarious! Operator Fitness? Are you kidding me? That's yeah. one of the best things ever. Did you ever oh, see that? Awesome. We'll talk about this later. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I, I I really like what they're doing. Uh, I, I think they're think they're awesome. I my hats off to them. Um, but you know, hairless safe isn't isn't a for everybody. You yeah. know, we call a lot of shit. You know, uh, you know, I, I call I call people out in, in my blogs, uh, not not pointed people, but you know, hey man, you know, there, there's there's some shit and you might be doing it fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, fix it. You know. Uh, so it's not for everybody. It's it's it's, t- it's it's pretty polarizing, I think, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I don't give a shit if it makes any money at all. I make money. Yeah. I'm 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 not bad at making money. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't need this. This isn't my retirement. I don't pay my fucking mortgage with it. So I'll be goddamned if I'm gonna, uh, you know, bend it to fit somebody else's need or or because of criticism or. Or whatever. It's just for um, fun. It's like it's like part of it's for fun, part of it's because you love it, and the other part of it's because it has meaning to it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's def- it's definitely work, and I like to work at it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, everything that I put out, um, with it, I mean, there's there's thought and there's time that goes behind it. I got it. There's a I got an Instagram post <laughs> that <laughs> I I learned way more shit about a fucking hammerhead shark than I ever needed to know yeah. for an Instagram post. I mean, like, I, I researched the motherfuckers for about four fucking hours one day. And uh, when I do my writing, like, a lot of times I sit on a bar stool. Uh, I, I've got, a, I've got, I sit on a bar stool and I've got like a, an antique uh, buffet that I have my laptop on and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of centrally located in my house and stuff. And so my dogs are, running around and being idiots and trying to knock me off of it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I sat there for like four hours just reading about hammerhead sharks and, uh, you know, for, for, a, for, for an Instagram post, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, there's, there's, you know, I, I always try to put, put a lot of thought, uh, behind, behind the shit that I put out. And, and it's always, it's always means something to me. Um, and and it's the, the the coolest thing is um that it seems to mean things to other people. I mean I've had I've had a bunch of amazing men and women uh contact me through Hairless Ape just talking about like you know, how how my writing makes them feel and how you know how it touched them and shit like that. You know, dude that's I don't know these guys from Adam, you know, I don't know any of them. And they're, you know, one guy's from Vegas, one guy's from Arizona. 
some people are from fucking Portugal. Yeah. You know, it's so I gotta think, and I'm not I ain't super smart or anything, but I gotta think that if that's the feedback I'm getting, that I'm getting it from all these different places, that maybe the shit that I'm seeing isn't just in my own head. Maybe it is really a thing. Maybe there's more people out there like me, and maybe they're just waiting for somebody to speak up a little bit. And uh, that seems to be what's been going on. You know, yeah. we, you know, and we're we're tiny. You know, like I so said, we've got like a thousand something followers on Instagram. That's uh, a drop in the bucket, but oh, I really care about I really care about those thousand couple, you know, thousand and eight people that are following us because, you know, they all, you know, so many of them give feedback yeah. and they write shit in and, you know, they, they talk to me about, you know, what's going on in their fucking life. Yeah. You know, how maybe they read something and it kind of changed their fucking point of view or something like that. That That's awesome. That's, that's what I give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about a $20 t-shirt. Yeah. I don't, you know, connecting, connecting with people and, and, and maybe, maybe helping them have a fucking better day, maybe helping them get their shit together and get on the right track. Yeah. It don't just help them. It helps every fucking body in their life. It helps their wife. It helps their kids. You know, it's going to help them be a better, better guy at work. You know, if that guy is on the job, maybe he's, you know, maybe he gets his shit together and he's a lot more calm. Maybe he doesn't incite something. Whatever, if he did, it might lead to something bad. Maybe he gets it. Maybe he's, you know, you know, it, it's just, it's that whole butterfly effect thing. You know, it could, you, you don't understand just how much of an effect you have on people. But if you start looking at all the different variables that could happen, you know, and these guys and gals, they're taking the time out of their day or out of their life to tell me how it made them feel that that means something because so many people, you know, everybody's too busy to do anything anymore. You know, fuck, we can't even grocery shop anymore. We got to have an app on our phone so we can go to the back of Walmart and pick our shit up because we can't be bothered. Life is so dramatic and so fucking busy that I just do that to, you know, we can't, we can't even do that. (laughs) You know, I just but, I just do know, that to so avoid people. When I, got a, when I got a guy that I don't know from Adam, that is clearly a man's man, writes me and and tells me that that he feels the shit I write in his fucking bones. Yeah, dude, that that that's that's the world to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. that's awesome, and and that's and that's. That's why that's why I keep doing it, and that's what that's what motivates me to 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 keep to keep after it, and and I just think that I think that there's a lot of guys out there that that feel this way, and a lot of women out there that feel this way that they just they just need to know that they're not fucking alone. They just need to know that you know, hey, I'm not gonna get ostracized for feeling this way, for wanting to be, you know for not agreeing with everybody, for not going, you know, not going the way that all the sheep are going. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, that's something that, 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 that boggles my mind. So like, I, I, I kind of pick up on like people that are like struggling, like with stuff, but like the ones that, you know, that, that, that 
aren't handling it the right way are the ones I notice the more, you know, the more than, than other ones. And I've, right. I've always tried to like reach out to them and I've had a few of them and it's just like, I'll try to talk to them. I've had a few of them and it's just like, I don't understand like, cause they don't do anything about it. They don't try to learn about themselves. They don't try to learn what, you know, makes them tick, what doesn't make them tick. And I'm just like, I feel bad because then when, once I realize that, that they're not doing anything, I can't do anything else. There's nothing I, I can do. No, right, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm like, it's yeah, beyond. You gotta, if, you don't, if, you, if they don't want to do anything, then it's, I mean, all your effort is, is for naught. Yeah. You know, they've got to, and that's, you know, that's sometimes, you know, I, I hope that, you know, some of the shit that I write will will spur someone to, to get off their ass and, and start doing something or, or get off their ass and start trying to help other people see it. You know, yeah. uh, the, the, the thing is, is we have, we've got these bodies that, you know, and you've heard it before. I'm not, I'm not the first guy to, to say this shit, but you know, we're, we're meant to walk, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 miles a day for food. We're meant to hunt fucking dire wolves and saber two tigers. Yeah. And, there, there, there's scientific studies out right now. I'm actually working on a blog post that's based off of one that our bones are getting weaker. You know why? Because we sit on our dead asses in a fucking cubicle, typing on a fucking computer all day, doing jack and shit. Yeah, we don't do nothing. We're not doing anything. We don't do anything. We don't make anything. I got in a conversation uh, with a kid that just graduated in the in the gym I go to. I was like, man, half the time I don't even eat breakfast. And he's like, you know, that's not good for you. I was like, oh, okay, you're so you're the Mr. Doctor, aren't you? You know, I didn't say it to his face, but, you know, I probably would have started an argument. But that's what I was thinking. And I, I just looked at him and I said, you know, what what human, you know, you know, what, you know, prehistoric humans, they probably never even ate breakfast. They probably maybe ate once or twice, you know, a day at the most it was probably twice. At the least, it was once a day or once every other day. I was like, right. you know, and they didn't yeah. they didn't have the luxury of going out and and going to a grocery store and buying food to eat it. They had to go out and hunt their hunt their food and eat it fresh. And half the right. time every they, they didn't get anything. <laughs> and I'm like, That's you're right. telling me, you're telling me that you know, somehow they survived and we got from point A to point B through them. And you're telling me if I skip breakfast, I'm going to die. It's not good for me. Well, how did they, how did they do it? <laughs> they were in much better shape than I was. I'm like, you know. Yeah, there, there's, 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 uh, there's a lot of, uh, I'm not, I don't really subscribe to any specific you know, diet dogma. But man, you can do it any kind of way you want. Yeah. Really, I mean, there's there's, there's a guy named Dan Duchesne that was a uh, a guru of chemical enhancement. Uh, he got down to like five percent body fat on Doritos and Twinkies. That's all I, he ate. I think I remember hearing <laughs> but, about that. Yeah, I think yeah, I he remember. Was, he was he was a he was, he was a big he was a big uh, he was a big uh, steroid guru back in the. 80s and 90s and then i'm pretty sure he had like a massive heart attack or something like that uh go figure but i don't think it was starting just as cocaine but whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but yeah you know so it, it's there, there's there's a, there's a million different ways to skin a cat when you're talking about 
when you're talking about diet and, and stuff like that. And again, that's a first world problem. Yeah. You know, we, we've got, we, we, we've got, we, we, you know, Sam Kennison, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, uh, <laughs> but he was stand up comedian. Uh, he was a Pentecostal priest or preacher at one time and went into very, very blue, very, 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 very raunchy stand up comedy. But, uh, he was talking about, uh, he had one bit talking about, uh, oh, the Sally Struthers World Hunger commercials. He's like, they gear them things up to, to just fuck with your head, man. He's like, you know, there's the voiceovers. Like, he shows this little kid's got flies around his eyes and mouth. And like, what kind of sick son of a bitch are you? You live <laughs> in an air-conditioned, fully heated home. You could eat 24-7. Get off your ass. Call, won't you, please? Hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, though. It's yeah, but, so true. <laughs> it's like, and then, of course, he gets into the whole, you know, uh, let me send me over there. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to go, look, hey, we just drove 19 hours with your fucking food, and we realized that there wouldn't be world hunger if some motherfuckers live where the food is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there really wouldn't. Um, well, yeah. Is there anything else? So what, 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 what would it be like through all this stuff? What would be like the one thing that, that you would say is the most valuable lesson that you could share with everyone else. Lesson from just from just from starting these two businesses up or these two doing these two things. Like, what would be like your personal that you're willing to share would be like the the most valuable thing to you that that you learned. It's, it's gonna it's gonna sound it's gonna sound completely hallmark but uh connecting with people yeah helping people yeah um that's the most that that's it you know if, i can make money doing all sorts of shit i yeah. can i it, that's 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 not the and and honestly it <clears throat> if you're true about shit and you treat people decent and you, you do shit that you love with passion. Uh, it's going to show. Yeah. And people are going to want to support that because most people live in a very passionless existence. They don't get to see that very often. It is so rare in this day and age to hear somebody talk that gets that you, you feel, you feel the, you feel the fucking fire in their belly. You, you fucking, you see that the fact that they're, that, tears are right about to just run right down their cheeks because something matters to them that much. That's rare. Yeah. And if you can do that with whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever you're trying to, trying to get it done, if you can do that, everything else will happen. Yeah. Because legitimacy and, uh, legitimacy and your conviction is linked to your passion for it and if you don't have if you don't have those things it's 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 really hard to get somebody to support what you're doing if you don't and if you don't if you don't have it my question is why are you doing it in the first place um yeah and there's there's like sort of, there's all there's all sorts of ways to make money you know yeah. do do you know i make money you know from a straight, I call it my straight job. You know, I do this stuff because I love it and because it means something to me. 
Um, and I think it helps people. Yeah. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest part is, is getting, getting those messages or, you know, I just went to shot show this past year and I got to meet some guys that I've been talking to for, you know, a couple of years. That's awesome. I don't want to go there. And dude, just walk right up to them, put a hug on them and be like, you know, like we, we have been friends. We're just finally meeting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, again, cause that's, it's, it's just rare. And so just be, just be, just do something that you, that you love. Be passionate about it. And shit will happen. Yeah. It's all um, about that human connection, man. Some people don't even realize like how powerful that, that connecting beyond the phone and human in person is just so, so much more powerful because that's how relationships are built. And Absolutely. And that, that's how they've, that's how they've always been built. Yeah. We're just now, you know, just in the last 15, you know, 10, 15 years with, you know, online dating and, and hookup sites and, you know, social media, they want to take, you know, it's, <clears throat> we're being pushed to take the human connection out of almost every single thing in our daily life. Yeah. Like, 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 like I was talking about the app to pick up your fucking groceries. Yeah. You know, I was, I, we had, a, I had a, I had a, uh, um, a grocery store that closed down in the, in the town that I work in. And I used to love going there on my Friday after work. Cause I go talk to the guys in the meat department. Yeah. I go in there, I get steaks for the weekend, shoot the shit with them a little bit. I do it that take, too. It take me an hour to get to get steaks and shit for salad. And I stuff. still, I still, I still ask girls out in person. I'll talk to them a few times, and then you know, in per, you know, in person after I've kind of gotten a, a hint or you know, notion for what they're like, you know, I'll just go up to them and be like, right. "Hey, well, let me take you out to dinner one day." You know, if they say you no, know, like you're a fucking alien. Yeah, yeah. Some of them do. Some of them do. You know, it freaks them out. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you're actually asking me." Then some of them, it's like, yeah, why not? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And so, you yeah. You want to hide behind a screen while you're doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You want to try to pretend you're someone else? Like, <laughs> but yeah. 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 So, so my last question, you know, is, is more of a fun one. So if you had to choose between, um, since we got the this, this coronavirus, have you been drinking Coronas? I got to ask that. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking no, about drinking I, Coronas. The, the, the last. The last thing I drank was Shiner Bach. Actually, I'm a, I'm a huge Shiner Bach. Oh, I love Shiner. Shiner's <laughs> the Shiner plant's not too far away from me. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. I might. Yeah. We might. I might have to make a road trip there. We might have to do part two, like in person. It's a. Gra- it's a. It's a great place. Before I get drinking. Yeah. So I. I drive. I. I live in college. I live in College Station. So I drive through. Uh, Lagrange, uh, the place that ZZ Top sings about. Whenever I'm dr- like driving out of town, mm-hmm. I always drive by these places, just because I'm like, and I'll I'll listen to them. I'm like, man, this is this is awesome. I was like, I live a, I get to drive through these places that people sing about, and people across the country have never <laughs> even been here. <laughs> but so, if awesome. you since the coronavirus is going on, would you rather have some giant like? you know, Godzilla like creature, you know, attack us, or would you rather have a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion? And the, and you gotta tell me the reason why. Oh zombie apocalypse, of course. Oh yeah, zombie apocalypse. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a child of the of the of the eighties. Um one of the first scary one of the scariest movies I ever saw was, was the original Dawn of the Dead on VHS. Oh yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that shit was yeah, that freaked you out when you're fucking twelve. You yeah. Know? I okay. watched I watched that for the first time. Horrible special effects, but yeah. I watched it for the first time when I was uh, living up in Oregon. I was on a wildland fire crew when I was like 18 years old. And it was in the wintertime when I was staying on the forestry station. No one, no one else was there but the security guard. In the middle of the night, it's like blizzard out, right? It's like snowing like it's the end of the world outside. And I, you know, we don't, right. I don't remember if we had cable or not. I don't think we did because we were in the middle of the mountains. So I just popped in. I was just watching VHS tapes. I popped into this VHS tape while it was blizzard, like it was blizzard outside, and it was Don, it's Don the Apes. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "This is scary," <laughs> or whatever. Oh, <laughs> you know, I was watching all these scary movies, man. I've I've been scared out. I was scared out of my mind. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's a, got a you know, and they, when they did the remake, man, that even had an even bleaker ending. You yeah. know, that's like you know they're they're you thinking that they're gonna make it to the island, then shit's all fucked up there too. But yeah, definitely zombie, zombie apocalypse. You yeah. know, because then you know, you know, I, I think everybody kind of, you know, or I think that's why zombie movies are so uh, why they have such a uh, a mass appeal anymore because it's like you know, it's like anarchy, and I think. I think the heart of every good American is, is a is a bit of an anarchist. Uh, at least <laughs> probably. Should be, anyway. the, the real, the real one. I was the, I was very the, disappointed. The take care of every single aspect of their fucking life. Yeah, I was very disappointed when the coronavirus was not turning people into zombies. I was very, <laughs> I was very disappointed. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for people to start turning. I'm waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the only thing is, is, is the only thing they want us to do is jack with our economy, and I don't even think it's going to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? It, it, it could it could go either way. My I got two theories. One is a way for China to get rid of some people because they're not making any more land over there. You know, they're making a bunch of people, not any more land. So maybe clear out some space or it's just, it's not that big a deal and they're hoping that it'll jack our economy up. So whenever the election come, they can say what a horrible president Trump's been for the last six months. And it's definitely, still get elected. It's definitely you know, one thing I think, I definitely think that this virus was man-made. I, I, I have a, yeah. I have a hunch that someone in a laboratory made it and released it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it's, you'll never, we'll never know what you know, what the what the real ends are. But I just, I'm like I said, I'm not the smartest guy. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, there's just way. There's, but but I also know that there's not that many coincidences in the entire world. Yeah. Everything is, <laughs> you know, when you and even, you know, the media as much as they try and and. Uh, and cover shit up because I, I think they do. It's all <laughs> the media is owned by like two major groups. They're they're trying to steer us one way or the other. Uh, yeah, they're just so bad at it. Yeah, and they think everybody is so goddamn stupid that you know. I can, I can put two and two together, man. There's 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 some shit that's just like, wow, you are you are you really think I'm dumb as hell? Don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, some people believe it. 
There's some people in this world that actually think Judge Judy is a United States Supreme Court justice. <laughs> like I, I have read it. I have read it online. I have read that people actually believe that, and I'm, I'm in shock. Um, <laughs> well, you, you got, you got, you got guys walking around in in black hooded sweatshirts, putting masks over their face, calling other people fucking Nazis. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't realize that they are a incarnate version of. Hitler's brown shirts they're just wearing a different fucking color uniform. Yeah. They don't get that. Yeah. They have no they have and they have no fucking clue. They don't they some of the motherfuckers don't even know who fuck Hitler is but they're calling other people that name. Yeah. They're just that's just what they're indoctrinated to do. I I, and they're, I that's, that's the sad fucking part is is that parents have taken such a fucking hands-off approach with some of their kids and have spared the rod so much that their fucking childs are their, their children are fucking wrecks. I, I remember you know, some under of them, the, I don't even know if they're fucking if they're salvageable. Under the Obama when Obama was president, I remember a lot of the dictionaries came together and they changed the definition of the word fascism. So I don't know what it means now. I haven't looked it up in a while. I don't know if they changed it back, but I I know some of them still to this day probably. And I know back then they changed the definition of fascism to meaning any right-winged political belief. Right. And I was just like, wow. And then people are going to believe that. <laughs> that's not what that, right. that's yeah. not what it meant originally. That does not, that has nothing to do with what it meant. Right-wing? Are you, are you well, serious? I, like. <laughs> here's, here's another conspiracy theory. Why don't they teach kids how to write in cursive anymore? So they can't read the fucking the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. That's true. I believe that firmly. I no. believe that. <laughs> and and he, you know, I'm probably I'm probably losing people as I speak, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the one of the coolest things I got to do, I I was uh, actually in San Antonio. Uh, an ex girlfriend of mine was going through a, a, a MOS change, yeah. and she was at uh, Fort Sam. And uh, <coughs> that's where I got treated. At. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's the huge one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we went to. I went down to visit, and we went to the Alamo. And uh, I stood in the Alamo and read the Texas Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And dude, if that doesn't, you know, if that doesn't give you, that doesn't give you goosebumps. And I bought like in the. Uh, uh, in the gift shop, I bought like six copies of it for one for myself, and then you know five for some buddies of mine. But you know, what, what's what's wrong with that? What's what's wrong with with wanting your country to be strong? What's wrong with being able to have amicable discourse? What's wrong with you do your thing, I'm gonna do mine, and just just let everybody kind of be? You know, there's. We we've been we've been polarized and and these idiot kids have been taught that if somebody doesn't agree with them, that they're not only do they not agree but they're they're wrong and they're the enemy. Yeah, and that is not anything like what the framers of the Constitution wanted. What what polite society wants or thinks or is meant to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, every single thing that's going on right now is meant to divide this nation even further and we gotta you know it's up to us to, to say enough's enough it's up to us and that's 
that's one of the great things about you know hairless ape is man i got i got men and women from all over the globe that feel similarly yeah that's awesome and all races all creeds all religions all kinds of backgrounds you know there's a reason for that because i think i think that you know i think that you know there's archetypes yeah. you know i think the hero archetype is everywhere and i think that it's still in people yeah and if, if we can get them to believe it and believe in themselves and start fucking acting on it fuck the world's gonna be a better place and that yeah. that sounds grandiose and it sounds crazy and uh listen to this fucking dude from southern illinois talking about the world and shit but it's the truth yeah. I, you're not going to convince me of any anything different yeah people can fucking change shit yeah a, a, a lot of a lot of the change just starts at the personal personal level and then it builds up from there absolutely absolutely well, taking care of your own shit and then building personal relationships and personal connections with other people that aren't necessarily you know I don't want you to think like me I just want you to think and if you're thinking and I'm thinking, we can figure shit out. Whether we agree on everything or not, we don't have to agree on everything. But if we've got if we've got a baseline, but we don't we need to similarly, we can get shit done. We don't need to be divided. We don't need to be like threaten each other like some of our politicians were just recently seeing doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like there's yeah. no there's yeah, no need for that crap. Oh, that's that's not yeah. yeah that's probably something you want to make a call to action about. You dumb fucks. But yeah. Until we until we start hanging people for trees and they're not going to shut their fucking mouths. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But anyway, so this is the uh, this is Sam. Uh, so he runs uh, Saint uh, Saint Kicks from uh, Southern Illinois and or of Southern Illinois, and then he also has the Hairless Ape, Hairless Ape Conspiracy um, Instagram page where you can go check out. Um, and that that pretty much concludes this episode i appreciate you coming on board and talking i appreciate you you know telling us your story um you know that was sorry it took me so long you know i had, had my own oh no problem man. Yeah, <laughs> negative crap going no, on I I, I I i uh i appreciate you having me on uh and uh yeah as as veterans you know number one we got to support each other yeah uh number two we also got to realize and call call out bullshit when we see it you know because i know some shitty ass vets out there too don't just support them because they're a vet make sure you make sure you know who you're you're supporting and make sure you you know that they're that they're a stand-up guy or a stand-up woman and uh and support the good ones we will you know the bad ones will sort themselves out yeah exactly uh, and and do shit get off your ass and do shit we're meant to do stuff yeah we are better when we're doing stuff when we when we when we get complicit, when we get complacent, when we sit on our ass, when we start thinking about ourselves more than a mission or the mission or helping other people, that's when we that's that's when we have the hardest times. I know I do, yeah. um, and I don't think I don't think I'm unique in that. Um, yeah, just just fucking get going, get after it, get shit done, and uh, and make 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 your place better, make your make your community better, make your life better. Uh, help other people. So, if any of our listeners want to know the little creaking sound that has been on my podcast for a few episodes, is my wheelchair. It's not my back. It's not my arthritis. <laughs> <laughs>
It's not that bad, I promise. It might sound like it is, but it's not. Anyways.